Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. What's up, everybody? This is the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast, and we are just days away from Super Bowl 55 between the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. So this is actually the final Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast of the 2020 football season. We are here in 2021, but we're wrapping up the 2020 season with what should be, I hope, and I think a great Super Bowl. I am Michael Beller. I am joined, of course, for the betting extravaganza for Super Bowl 55 Part 2 by Vic Tafer. Vic, what's going on today? How much, man? How you doing? I am doing well. I feel like the excitement is in my voice. It's coming through. I am, uh, after that week off, uh, which always feels like it drags, we are rounding third and heading toward home for Super Bowl 55. Uh, really excited for this one. Excited for all the storylines. Excited for what I hope will be an offensively driven game. Uh, some of the things we talked about last week, notwithstanding. And uh, I just think it's, I really do think that we're going to get a an exciting game. I don't know if uh, it's necessarily going to be the closest Super Bowl that we've seen in recent years, but I do think we're going to get a fun, exciting game. I mean, when you get two quarterbacks like this together, you can't help but be very excited about the matchup that's coming up. Yeah, it feels like almost a historical. It feels like it's going to be like a matchup to look back on, like you know, the greatest quarterback of all time against probably the second greatest quarterback of all time. I think Mahomes is definitely on that pace. So the uh, Chiefs are always fun to watch. I think the Bucks are actually entertaining. They've kind of squeaked by a few of these games in the playoffs. But, yeah, I think it'll be a great game. I think it'll be close. Um yeah, I'm also, I'm, I'm kind of fired up. It's definitely, it was a nice week off. I took, you know, not watching football. It's always good once in a while, but um, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to jump back on the horse. Yeah, me too, right? you got to find that balance every now and again, but uh, we are definitely ready to jump back on the horse. And jump back on, we will, Vic, starting right with the uh, big upfront in marquee lights uh, bets that we have for us in this game. The spread is still sitting on three and a half where it's been. For almost the entire time since this matchup was set, it did briefly drop down to Chiefs minus three at BetMGM, but it quickly bounced back up 
to minus three and a half. I will say, however, I will point out that minus three and a half is minus 105 on the juice. So a little bit less juice. It's a, a little bit of an underdog. Bucks plus three and a half is minus 115. Money line, we've got the Chiefs at minus 165. The Bucks are plus 140. And the total still sitting at 56 and a half. That was 57 and a half at an open. I want to say it dropped to 56 and a half within like 24 hours. And then it's been there ever since. So that's what we're looking at here. Chiefs minus three and a half. Chiefs minus 165, Bucks plus 140, and a total of 56 and a half. We already talked about this a little bit last week, Vic, but here we are to lock in our picks. Where are you going with the spread, and where are you going with who you just think wins this game straight up? Yeah, I haven't changed my mind. I'm, I'm going to go with the Bucks. I think um, the injuries in the uh, Chiefs O-line, I think, um, are, I guess, for me, the key thing. I think I like the Bucks front four, the pressure they get. I think um, they score enough points. So I think you, know, like you mentioned that that spread three and a half obviously is more attractive than three. I think that's the best why it hasn't moved uh, too much. They don't want to get that uh, the Bucks uh, suckers like me in on the action, which was, <laughs> it, it worked. I mean, but uh, I actually like the under more than the Bucks. I like I think the defenses are going to play pretty well this game. I think um, there will be that there will obviously be a lot of points, but I think definitely the defenses can can keep things under control a little bit. So uh, I'm going with the Bucks. Uh, I think uh, the first game they played this year, I think it was a big deal. I think mm-hmm. that obviously the Bucks lost that game, but if they found some things out, you, you try some things like you realize you can't cover Tyreek Hill one on one, that can't happen. And you can't blitz Mahomes like crazy, that can't, that he just is too good for that. So I think you learned some things, and, uh, and they came back in that game, lost by three. So, uh, hey, lose by three again, and uh, I'm in the money. So uh, it's, all, <laughs> it, it's all good. Uh, Bucks lost by three is a win for you and a win for the Bucks betters unless this uh, moves back down in the next couple of days. Just for uh, the sake of reference, Vic and I are recording this on Wednesday afternoon. So obviously there's going to be a few days in between uh, when we are sitting here talking about these bets and when this game actually kicks off and maybe in between when we're sitting here talking about them. And you are placing them down. So uh, take that into consideration. Uh, I'm going to be on the opposite side of this, Vic. I really do think the Chiefs uh, take care of business and uh, give us a repeat champion for the first time in like 15, 16 years. The Patriots did it. I think it was 03, 04, 04, 05. It was somewhere right in there. Uh, but I think that the Chiefs are going to be the team. Uh, that brings us the first one that, since that Patriots repeat. Uh, I, I just really uh, don't want to go against Patrick Mahomes. I talked about this quite a bit last week and uh, referencing the regular season meeting between the Chiefs and the Buccaneers and the way Mahomes played in that game. They really didn't have an answer for him. You made the good uh, astute uh, uh, observation that they did change the way that they were uh, guarding Tyreek Hill, and they were able to slow down Tyreek Hill, and they were able to slow down the Chiefs' offense in the second half of that game. 20 points in the first half for the Chiefs, just seven in the second half. But I like Andy Reid, and I like Eric Bieniemy to be able uh, to make the adjustments to that first adjustment that we saw from Todd Bowles and the Buccaneers' defense, and that's ultimately what it comes down to for me, Vic. I just don't think that the Buccaneers on one side can slow the Chiefs down enough, and I don't think that the Bucks offense, as good as it's been, as great as Tom Brady still is at 43 years old, can keep up with the Chiefs offense. I think this is something that ends up being in the, I don't know, maybe 35 to 28 range, 35 to 31 range with the Chiefs taking the victory, covering the spread, winning their second straight Super Bowl. So put me in on the Chiefs. Uh, the total, I really don't have a huge feeling on. I We, we talked a little bit about it last week and how uh, it's not uncommon to see Super Bowls start slow no matter how good the offenses are, how good the quarterbacks are. 
And I think that is something that needs to be taken into account here. But I also don't want to be playing the under in a Patrick Mahomes-Tom Brady Super Bowl matchup. So I'm actually probably going to stay away from the total and focus uh, my portfolio elsewhere. I might even do a little bit of Chiefs money line. I mean, I like the three and a half, obviously. I feel comfortable with it. Um, and, but I could see getting in on the money line depending on how uh, things go over the next few days, the uh, points you make about this offensive line and the injuries they have and having to hold up against a very strong front four for Tampa. We saw what sort of havoc they were able to wreak against the Packers in the NFC Championship game. That's something that definitely is in the back of my mind as a concern. Uh, so you are on the Buccaneers plus three and a half. You're paying a little bit more in the juice at minus 115 on Bet MGM. Any interest in the Buccaneers at plus 140 on the money line? Probably not. I think I need a field goal just to hedge. I think uh, I like the idea. I think there's a lot to happen in terms of uh, it could be a last second field goal, it could be garbage time. I, I, I need. To, I think I need the three and a half points. I, I'm not going to get too cute. I think uh, I'm not loving the bet. <laughs> I'm not loving the plus three and a half, and I'm kind of like you know that's where that's where that's where I'm at. I'm not like you know All right. having a parade about it. I definitely can see myself in the fourth quarter. Like what? Do you, what were you thinking going against Patrick Mahomes? What an idiot! So. I'm gonna need a three and a half. I'm not. I'm not giving a three and a half away. I need a three and a half, and I have no interest at all in the money line bet at all. How, how about just a straight prediction? You're not putting any in, money on the on, on the money line, but who do you think is uh, we're crowning the champions on Sunday? You think it's the Chiefs for the second year in a row, or Tom Brady gets his seventh ring? No, I'm going with the. I'll pick the Bucks. I think obviously, but I just don't want to. I mean, I, I like the cushion of that three yeah. and a half points, but I'm picking the. <laughs> of I think course. Tom Brady wins the you know the ring, and the goat talk goes on and on. I just think. Um, and again, I think it's more because of the defense. I think he's kind of mm-hmm. – he's been okay so far in the playoffs, but he hasn't been great. He's made a lot of mistakes. I no. think they've kind of squeaked by. So, I think a similar game happens here. I think they run the ball pretty well with Fournette and, and Jones. I think the defense plays well. So, I think Brady's good enough to win. I don't think he'll be like the, the star of the game, but uh, mm-hmm. he might be MVP because of who he is. But right. I'm, I'm not picking them to win because I think of Tom Brady as a, as a big game. You know, what's, uh, I keep saying last week when I'm referring to the conference championship games, two weeks ago uh, in that game against the Packers, he really was not that impressive, but he was excellent on third down. I mean, how many big third down plays did the Buccaneers offense come up with in that game? And it started right from the get-go, three third down conversions, all passes on that first possession that the Buccaneers had against the Packers, including the uh, drive-capping touchdown pass to Mike Evans. And sure, Kevin King mistimed his jump just a little bit on that touchdown, but still, Tom Brady was great on third down on that opening possession, and that really carried throughout the game. That's where he made his biggest plays was on third down, just one of the many reasons why we do talk about him as the greatest quarterback to ever play the position. Something else I'm looking at here, Vic, with the uh, with the line itself, uh, with as confident as I am in the Chiefs, I look at some of the alternate lines that BetMGM is offering. Chiefs minus 6 is plus 135. Chiefs minus 9 is plus 210. Chiefs minus 13 is plus 340. And then you could also go for a window. If the Chiefs to win by between 6 and 10 points is plus 450. So that's actually the best of the group. I shy away from that one a little bit because, you know, right, if you're going to bet on the Chiefs to win by between 6 and 10 points, then you think that the Chiefs are going to win relatively comfortably. I don't want to be right about that, but still lose my bet because they win by 13 or 14 points. So I shy away from that one. The one that jumps out to me the most out of all those I listed, Chiefs minus 9 at plus 210 or Chiefs minus 6 at plus 135. Both of those feel uh, very doable with the way that this Chiefs offense can just explode for points. And what I like about both of those, too, is that it doesn't totally discount how good 
the Buccaneers are. And, you know, no, if, if the Chiefs end up winning this game by seven points, it's not like we're talking about a blowout sort of game. I just think that the way their offense is and the way their offense explodes and, frankly, having a great kicker in Harrison Butker, I just don't see, unless Tampa's uh, defense really dominates this game, I don't see a ton of empty possessions for Kansas City. We didn't really see a ton of empty possessions for Green Bay. You know, Green Bay's offense did a great job in that game for the most part, playing without David Bakhtiari. Uh, Aaron Rodgers had himself a big statistical game, a couple of mistakes that we wouldn't expect to see from Aaron Rodgers, but the offense still held up its end of the bargain in that NFC Championship game loss for Green Bay, and I just I don't see a scenario in which Kansas City's offense doesn't do the same, so that's something uh, that I do look at in this game, trying to juice my odds a little bit on the Chiefs while still expecting it to be a close game. Any thought uh, on any of our alternate lines here? I see your logic. I think definitely the Chiefs offense is, is so good, plus, you know, any Reid's success, the extra week off is well documented. So I think he's definitely found some things watching that game tape that I'm sure he's excited about as far as new wrinkles, new ways to attack the Bucks defense. So, I mean, he's obviously an offensive mastermind. I think he has the best player in the league at his disposal. And, mm-hmm. and somebody, I mean, I, I, people are talking this week about maybe that Hill and, and Kelsey can be the best tight end receiver combo of all time. And that's definitely possible. I mean, they have a long way to go. And, I sure. mean, their numbers are going to only get better and, more and more rings that they win on uh, on Sunday. So definitely it's an elite special offense with a special coach. And I can definitely see where if you're a Chiefs backer, you'd be excited about getting more money on a bigger margin of victory because it definitely could happen. And I don't see the Bucks winning a blowout, but I could definitely see the Chiefs winning in a blowout. Yeah, definitely because of their firepower. Yeah, you know what's another actually fun one that uh, that uh, BetMGM put up recently is uh, there is a prop just for the Chiefs. This is not available to uh, uh, the Buccaneers, but uh, will the Chiefs trail by nine plus points at any point in the game and then win by nine or more points? Yes, is plus six hundred. No, is not actually on the board, and it just you know it's a, it's a fun bet. It's one of the many that are available for the Super Bowl, and we'll get into a few of those. And uh, just uh, speaks to the way that the Chiefs have uh, played over the last couple of years in the playoffs. Uh, they've had a tendency to fall behind before rallying and just, like I said, scoring in bunches and goes to show that the Chiefs are never really out of a game until uh, the final gun has sounded. So uh, Chiefs for me, Buccaneers for you. We are locked in on Bat and Vic. Very fitting that our final show of the season with just one pick to make would have us going head-to-head. We can check back in on the regular season head-to-head if you want, but uh, maybe we just... uh, I I don't want to. (laughs) I'm sure sure it's not good. (laughs) We can can just go ahead and, uh, you know, keep that between you and me. But, uh, hey, one more head-to-head bet. I'm due. Go Chiefs for me. All you're saying is I'm due. That's all all I'm hearing. (laughs) Is that what you're hearing? That's all I'm hearing. I'm due for a big win here. Oh, man, I don't know if that's exactly what I'm hearing. But, uh, hey, that's where we end up landing on this Super Bowl matchup. Chiefs for me, Bucks for you. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, let's get on in to the prop betting that we have available to us for Super Bowl 55. Uh, basically, what we've got down here is uh, as follows. I've got a ton of just yardage, anytime touchdown, receptions, rushing attempts, whatever you can think of. We've got all of those in front of us written down. We're going to go over some of them. Some of them we'll like, some of them we won't like, some of them we won't have too much of an opinion on. We've also got some of the uh, you know uh, fun props, the other props, the game props that are available, uh, and we're going to get into those as well. But let's start with some of the player props, Vic. Last week, I talked about uh, Patrick Mahomes and the 329.5 passing yards. That is his prop total. Over actually has moved. I don't know if you remember this, but last week when we talked about it, the over was a small underdog, minus 105. It is up to minus 120 now, uh, the under, plus 100. I still absolutely Love the over for all the reasons that I stated last week. Another over that I am still liking, Chris Godwin, 73.5 receiving yards. That is sitting at minus 110. Still feeling good about that. Last week I said that I was going to wait back on it to see uh, what the Antonio Brown numbers did to Chris Godwin's numbers. At that time, Antonio Brown, status for the game, still a little bit up in the air. So he uh, BetMGM had yet to post his receiving and reception prop numbers that is up but Chris Godwin's did not move at all so I still feel fine about the 73 and a half on Chris Godwin something you had brought up uh, you talk about uh, the the running backs uh, for Tampa Leonard Fournette 50 and a half rushing yards over is plus 110 so you're getting a little bit of plus money on Leonard Fournette his rush attempts 11 and a half over is plus 100 so even money on your bets from BetMGM on the Leonard Fournette attempt number uh you still feeling good about playoff Lenny going into the Super Bowl matchup yeah, I, I like those numbers. I like the one we talked about last week about the combined rushing and receiving yards. I think he has a, a big role in this game. I think both he and the other side of the ball, I mentioned Darrell Williams. I think Darrell Williams will have a nice game. Uh, not huge numbers he has to hit. So I like those two guys. Um, we discussed Cameron Brait. I'm still going uh, to have my Cameron Brait jersey <laughs> yeah. ready on order. have it in my shopping cart for my Brait jersey after he scores the first touchdown. But uh, I did some research, too. I looked, I did look the numbers up. And uh, what am I going so the last six games of the mm-hmm. season, he has, including the playoffs, he has 18 catches for 241 yards. And Gronk is nine for 159. So I think definitely okay. he's become the number one tight end target. And I think that would be a big factor in this game on Sunday. Well, let's pull up uh, Cameron Brate's props here then. Uh, if this is something that we're getting into. You said the the the, uh, the touchdown, the first touchdown for Cameron Brate was something that had caught your eye, and that was uh, plus 3,000, so getting 30-1 to 1 on your money from BetMGM if Cameron Brate is able to be the first player to get into the end zone. But how about some of the more reasonable props uh, for Cameron Brate? Receiving yards, 27.5 over is minus 115, so that uh, is uh, certainly a reasonable number for him. Two and a half receptions. For Cameron Brate, the over is minus 135. The under is plus 110. So, uh, you know, it seems as though uh, as though BetMGM is on the same side as you. Uh, for uh, comparison's sake, Rob Gronkowski also 
two and a half uh, receptions is the number for him. But the over is minus 105 compared with minus 135 for Cameron Brait. So Cameron Brait, a comfortable favorite in that regard. Rob Gronkowski's yardage is at 29 and a half. So two more yards than Cameron Brait, minus 110. So it's effectively, it's about the same when you consider that Brait is minus 115 at 27 and a half receiving yards so uh does that interest you as a break backer you put the research in 27 and a half yards two and a half receptions those both feel pretty reasonable to me yeah he's averaging uh three and 40 the last six weeks so that sounds like easy money to me so Cameron break is my guy that's big money on Cameron break this weekend uh, you mentioned uh, the, the uh, combined rushing receiving total yard number uh, for Leonard Fournette. That is 78 and a half. The over minus 105, the under minus 115. That is something that uh, really does interest me. Although I got to say, I would also maybe just look at the reception number for uh, for Leonard Fournette as well, because that's just a 27 and a half yards over his minus 105. And again, he has been the guy for this team out of the backfield really all season. Last week, two weeks ago, there it is again, two weeks ago against the Packers. He had five catches, just 19 yards, but five catches and seven targets. Uh, The week before that against the Saints, five catches, six targets, 44 yards. Uh, First playoff game against Washington, four grabs, four targets, 39 yards. He has been someone who not only have they leaned on as a uh, receiver for really the balance of the season, but in these playoffs, we're talking about 17 targets and 14 catches for Leonard Fournette. And so I think we're going to see a similar type of usage for him in this game. He has me uh, really, he has really piqued my interest uh, is the better way to say that on his receiving props. I actually feel better about his receiving props than his rushing props. Just don't want to trust Bruce Arians when it comes to his running back usage on the ground. But I think now with a full season of Leonard Fournette as the primary pass catcher out of the backfield, I do feel comfortable trusting uh, the way that this Tampa Bay offense utilizes Leonard Fournette in the passing game. Let's look at the passing game here, Vic. Uh, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill on one side. 97.5 receive is the number for uh, Travis Kelsey. 93.5 is the number set by BetMGM for Tyreek Hill. Those are both at minus 110. Either of those ones uh, more interesting to you than the other? Um, I guess I always lean towards Kelsey. And I, I talked to uh, Dan Darby, the sports trader at MGM, bet for my picks column. He mentioned that he thinks that... Uh, his favorite bet for the MVP um, bets is actually Kelsey. I think Kelsey has some value mm-hmm. there, which I think, I think that makes sense. There's no value in Mahomes or Brady, but I think Kelsey right. obviously is, is such a, a matchup nightmare that I think you definitely should be able to get those numbers both in terms of yards, uh, receptions, and also maybe even the MVP trophy. I, I'm with you on that, and I'm with him on that. I just feel like right if you're if you are going to be a non-quarterback offensive player who ends up winning the MVP, you're going to have to put up some massive numbers. That's just the bottom line. You're going to have to put up, you know, 0.001 percentile type of numbers, even for uh, the style of player that you are. Because, you know, if you're a, if you're a pass catcher, the quarterback's going to be getting all those numbers too, right? I mean, if Travis Kelsey goes off for 165 and two touchdowns, well, Patrick Mahomes has got that same 165 and two plus whatever else he does with all the other receivers that are at his disposal. The reason why I like Kelsey better than Tyreek Hill, if I were going to get into the MVP market, that would be the way I would go. It would be Travis Kelsey. I think the Chiefs are going to win. There is no value in the quarterbacks, as you said. So you look at the other players on the Chiefs. The reason why I go with Travis Kelsey is twofold. Number one, plus 1,000 is where BetMGM has him right now, plus 900 for Tyreek Hill. So you're getting a tiny bit more uh, for your money. Number two, and the bigger reason, I just think that the Buccaneers need, if 
Both these guys can kill you. That goes without saying. If Tyreek Hill kills them, that's it. The Chiefs win. If Tyreek Hill is able to go off and do these huge things down the field, there's no way the Bucs keep up. There is a way the Bucs keep up with Travis Kelsey having a 12 for 130 and a touchdown sort of game. And so I think when they decide to pick their poison in the passing game because you're not shutting down Patrick Mahomes, they're going to pick the Travis Kelsey poison rather than the Tyreek Hill poison. So I just think Kelsey's going to have more opportunities to make plays and that those opportunities make him a better look on the MVP odds. On the other side of this game, you know, these Buccaneers, they've been really a fun team to look at in the prop market. And this goes back to the regular season, right? I mean, the prop market used to only exist during the Super Bowl, but with the proliferation of legalized sports gambling across the country, we've been able to dig into these numbers all season long. And the Buccaneers, along with the Steelers, have been the two most interesting teams when you talk about the receiving group because you have, on both of those teams, three guys, any of which is liable to be the best receiver on his team, and any of which, if you take him off his current team and put him on another one, would like almost certainly be the number one receiver on that team. Maybe you take uh, you take Chris Godwin off the Bucks and you drop him down in Green Bay and he's still a number two, or you drop him down in Seattle and he's fighting with DK Metcalf, but... Chris Godwin is the number two quote receiver on his own team while being one of like the 12 best receivers in the NFL. And that makes these numbers, I think, really interesting to look at. So we've got uh, Mike Evans, 64 and a half receiving yards is the uh, yardage prop. Four and a half receptions is the reception prop. For Chris Godwin, it's 73 and a half yards and five and a half receptions. For Antonio Brown, 43 and a half yards, three and a half receptions. There are some different juice numbers on uh, attached to those prop totals, but when I read those to you, is there any that pique your interest? And this could be over or under. Anyone that you think about when you hear those numbers. I think it's tough because you mentioned like Antonio Brown. We don't really know what his status is going to be. Obviously, he's going to try and play. It will be effective. How much will he play? I think he's a guy that if he does, if he's healthy and he's ready to play, could be a nice pick of the over because you get the sense that Tom Brady likes him. They have him in his house for a while. They bonded. Who knows? They, they both love the booming lifestyle, but I get the sense that Tom Brady wants to get Antonio Brown involved in this game. I think he would like him to have his moment. Like, hey, this guy, nobody wanted him. He was at the bottom of the league. He was out. I brought him back in. He's still the man because of me. I just could see that being a storyline where – and Brown's still, talent-wise, is a top receiver, definitely. He can get open against no anybody. No about it. Every route in the book. So, I think I think Antonio Brown's a nice little sleeper pick there. I think he could affect the other two guys' numbers also, like you mentioned. So, I think if Brown, if you take the, the, the roll of the dice that he is healthy and the two weeks was beneficial, I think those numbers are pretty attractive for Antonio Brown. Just for all the reasons I said, I think he still has the talent, the role. And I think there's something that there with Brady where Brady wants him to have a nice game. So I think he'll be a good value bet if he is uh, fully healthy and ready to go. Yeah, I look at uh, Chris Godwin. He's a guy who I keep circling back to. I, as I said, I, I still really like the yardage prop. 73.5 is the number for him. Minus 110 is the uh, juice on that. And I should mention, since you said Antonio Brown, 43.5. You're over is minus 105. You're under is minus 115. So a little bit of a dog on the over. Uh, I look at Chris Godwin's, uh, all of his props, and I compare them to Mike Evans. Mike Evans has 64.5 uh, yards as his prop. It's minus 105, so it's a little bit less than the juice you would get on a straight money bet, and it's less than the Chris Godwin at nine yards fewer. Um, it just feels like things are being steered in Evans's direction, and that makes me want to get on Godwin all the more. I will say 
that the reception number for Chris Godwin, five and a half, the over, is minus 130. And I scratch my head when I look at that because here are Chris Godwin's receptions for his last six games. This goes back to uh, week 15 against the Falcons in the regular season. Four, five, 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 four, five. And we haven't seen a Chris Godwin uh, game over five and a half receptions since November 29th against Kansas City. Eight catches on nine targets for 97 yards. That uh, was uh, a game that I think they're gonna we're gonna maybe see a duplication or an attempted duplication from the Buccaneers of what they did in the second half of that game when they put up 17 points and got back into a game that it seemed like they were totally out of going into the fourth quarter. But I still have trouble getting Chris Godwin to the five and a half or to the six receptions I would need to win that one. I feel a whole lot better about the 73 and a half receiving yards than necessarily him getting two six catches. Uh, We've really seen it from him all playoffs. The guy who uh, really can do basically everything that Tampa asks of him. And I think we're going to see that in a way that, hey, maybe keeps him in Tampa. One of the many big name, unrestricted wide receiver free agents uh, that we are going to be watching very closely this offseason. Uh, let's take a look uh, at the, uh, you know, what we haven't talked about. How about Tom Brady? 300 and a half uh, passing yards for him, uh, minus 110 over and under. Two and a half touchdowns. The over is plus 135, the under minus 165. And then this is always fun with Tom Brady. His rush yards prop over one half of a yard is plus 105, the under minus 180. 85. You can't bet the over if you think Tampa's going to win because there's going to be some kneel downs if Tampa wins. And you can't bet the over uh, if you're going to be kneeled out of winning your bet on those rush yards. So that's just something to keep in mind. But anything for Tom Brady that you like. Plus, if you're going to bet Tom Brady over rushing yards, maybe <laughs> maybe you're looking too hard. Maybe there are other things you can look at to occupy your time. Maybe that wouldn't be the best way to go. But um, yeah, I think Brady, for me, again, is it going to be a shootout? I don't think it is. So that's why I kind of I think they're going to run the ball more than people think. So I probably lean towards the under, but I, I wouldn't. Uh, I don't love the under as far as the number of yards we'll throw for. I think it definitely could be a game where they have to catch up. So to me, it's just hard to say. I, I don't really have any. I don't see any value in, in that number for me, at least. You know what's uh, what's uh, we we talk so much about overs and it's just overs are more fun and we're talking about the Super Bowl and you know things are going to trend in the direction of overs no matter really what you talk about uh, and under that I really like is Ronald Jones total yards Ronald Jones total yards is forty one and a half uh, over is minus one twenty the under is plus one hundred uh, he's going to have to do all that on the ground I mean Ronald Jones just is not used as a receiver. They just do not use him in the passing game whatsoever. We just talked about it uh, with respect to Leonard Fournette and how often he is used in this team's passing game. I mean, here are the receiving numbers that we've seen recently from Ronald Jones uh, against Green Bay. Zero targets against New Orleans. One target, he didn't catch it. Uh, He didn't play in that game against Washington. He was nursing an injury last game of the season. Remember, Tampa needed that game uh, against Atlanta. No targets. Uh, Week 14, he had a couple of injuries that kept him out week 15 and 16. Week 14 against Minnesota, two targets. He caught one of them for four yards. I mean, he's just not at all part of their passing game. And then you look at his total uh, yardage number, 41.5, compared with his rush yardage number at 35.5, and you wonder where are those six extra yards coming from. 
So I think that there's a little bit of a buying opportunity here to get in on the Ronald Jones under total yards of 41.5 and and maybe over his rushing yards of 35.5. You open up a window to yourself that feels almost – it's not riskless because he still needs to get to the 35.5 rush yards, but – I just don't really see the receiving yards juicing his total at all. So that is something where I look at making a couple of bets in tandem with one another is on Ronald Jones. On the other side of this game, the uh, running backs for Kansas City, you mentioned Daryl Williams potentially being someone who could uh, hit some of the overs for him. 28.5 rush yards plus 110 is the number that we get from BetMGM on the over, minus 135 for the under, 9.5 attempts. Big time on the over, plus 280 from BetMGM, the under, minus 350. When we look at Clyde Edwards-Alaire, 26.5 rushing yards, the over, minus 140, the under, plus 115. 7.5 attempts, the over, minus 165, the under, plus 135 from BetMGM. Either of those Chiefs backs interesting to you? Yeah, I like Darrell Williams. I think he's a guy that kind of gets lost in shuffle over the last couple of years. They had so many guys the last couple of years kind of come and go, and I think he's kind of slipped into that role this year. I think he's kind of been the guy the last uh, month or so. I just think um, he's a veteran guy. They trust him. Hilaire, I think, has obviously had flashes, but I don't know if he's really what they thought he was going to be when they got him. I think they've kind of eased off a little bit. They got Le'Veon Bell still in the mix also. But to me, I think those numbers for Williams make a lot of sense. I think they're going to try and, and run the ball a little bit, uh, obviously with the, you know, keep the, the Bucks defense honest. So I think he's kind of be the guy who gets the most carries uh, for that team. Yeah, it's what we've seen during the um, during the playoffs, and it's another one where I just don't really want to tie my money up into these guys because of the uncertainty of how they're going to be used. And yeah, I think Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy are a little bit more predictable than what we're going to see from Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich, but not to the extent that I necessarily want to back any of these plays or to the extent that I feel comfortable fading them and going with the under. I just feel like these are unpredictable backfields uh, to, and it, it makes it hard to really want to get in on them, especially with the way these two offenses are both built so much around the passing game and around making big things happen deep down the field. So Leonard Fournette and maybe a little bit of that Ronald Jones uh, window action is what I am looking at in these backfields, but I don't really feel too comfortable getting in on anything with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. How about some touchdown talk here, Vic? Um, We have two people who are favorites uh, for any time touchdowns. Not surprisingly, they are Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, both sitting at minus 165. I don't love those as standalone plays necessarily. I do think they're fun to throw in uh, to a parlay because uh, it's just the minus 165, that that juice is a little much for me uh, when – I'm trying to just make one single bet. Any difference for you on those two guys? No, I think it's kind of a crapshoot. I think the odds are definitely not in your favor. And especially when Sammy Watkins can be back in the mix, they have a lot of other guys that can throw the ball through in the red zone. So I think um, Hardman's a guy who's come on of late. So I think the obviously they should score, but those odds right, right. Don't, don't make you really want to jump on those bets, I don't think. Plus 275 is the anytime touchdown line for McCole Hardman, plus 320 for Sammy Watkins, plus 200 for Clyde Edwards Alaire, plus 210 for Daryl Williams. Clyde Edwards Alaire, slightly interesting to me. On Tampa's side, uh, the uh, three receivers, they are close to one another. Mike Evans, plus 115. Chris Godwin, plus 150. Antonio Brown, plus 180. The backs, Leonard Fournette is plus 120. Ronald Jones, plus 190. Gronk, 
plus 225. And as we said, your boy Cameron Brait. Hold on, and I said it earlier, but I'm going to pull it back up here. Cameron Brait has an anytime touchdown line from Bet MGM. Of where'd you go? Can't, oh, there he is, plus 250. So just a little bit behind Rob Gronkowski. Uh, other than Brait, any of these Buccaneers interesting to you? Uh, the Buccaneers are more interesting to me just because flat out because of the, the lines that we're getting on them. But do any of them pique your interest? No, they're all pretty clearly, like you said, kind of grouped together a little bit. I guess, I mean, if you were going to go for the, the value, quote unquote, I guess Antonio Brown could be the guy there. But um, again, like you mentioned, God would have a big game. So I just think it's hard to. Hard to say, really. Those numbers are all kind of... There's not a great value in any of those numbers, I don't see. I just keep finding myself fading Mike Evans. And yeah. I, I don't I don't like... I, I'm never comfortable fading Mike Evans. He's a great receiver. He's right. super dangerous in the red zone. He's super dangerous deep downfield. There's a reason why he led this team in touchdowns and why he's been such a prolific touchdown scorer ever since he came into the league. But I just, I, I just wish that number weren't so high. That number, that plus 115, I wish it were... A little bit better. If we're talking plus 135, I feel better about getting behind Mike Evans. And again, you look at the reception yards, uh, 64 and a half. You look at the receptions, four and a half. And four and a half is an underdog for him to get over at plus 100. So it's putting a lot of stock into one of his expected few number of catches being a touchdown. And that's what scares me off of Mike Evans a little bit. My favorite here is Chris Godwin at plus 150. And I was, I was uh, maybe... I was going to add about yeah. Evans that um, one of the things they do a lot, though, when they have the ball at the one yard line, they, 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 I think three or four times they score in the past. They have a matchup with him at the one yard line, a quick post up. So that's definitely in his favor, I think, if, they, if they're at that position at the goal line. They definitely have a go to play for him and would say go to a lot. So that'd be one reason if you really were in love with Mike Evans to kind of go ahead and jump on board. Well, you know what's beautiful about that one, Vic, too, is that it can take us into our next set of props. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Let's start it off with one of the classic Super Bowl props that we get. The shortest touchdown of the game. This is always offered every single year and the line is always one and a half yards. So will the shortest touchdown be shorter? Then one and a half yards, or will it be longer? BetMGM has the under shorter at minus 165, the over at plus 140. So basically, minus 165, they're expecting 
a one-yard touchdown in this game. And this is typically where you're going to see this prop set with there being the expectation of a one-yard touchdown. A one-yard touchdown, always the comfortable favorite. So what do we think, Vic? Mike Evans, uh, Leonard Fournette. We've seen Clyde Edwards-Hilaire plunge it in from one yard out during this playoffs. What do we like here, over or under? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, that's something that <laughs> I guess you could spend a lot of time on, look, watch the film and kind of break it down. But I guess the under, I guess the other sounds like a reasonable bet. I think both these teams should move the ball. I think, um, yeah, it's hard for me to really have a great answer for you, but <laughs> I, I, I'll go with the under. Uh, yeah, you know, these are just, these are some of the fun ones that are out there. Uh, and it's more like, you're more looking at where there is potential value than you are for any you know right. hard and fast angle right. on where you are going to be for bets like this. Um, you know, one that you like, I know, is uh, the total sacks in this game. Three and a half is the number that BetMGM has set as an over-under. Over three and a half minus 175. Under is plus 145. Uh, what do you like about this? Which way are you going? There's no value in minus 175, but I still like it. I think... Um... <laughs> I, like I mentioned, like the, the Chiefs O-line, they have a lot of problems. I like the Bucks front four. I love Chris Jones. He's big game. She always comes up big for the Chiefs. So I think that over should be a pretty easy hit. I mean, you're paying for it. But I, I can't see a scenario where the two teams have less than four sacks. You are paying for it, but uh, I, I, I'm with you too. I think this is a game that um, that definitely could have uh, the quarterbacks taken down four-plus times. You think about Tom Brady. If you get pressure on Brady, that's it. It's a sack. He's not getting away from you. He is uh, one of the smartest quarterbacks, I think, when it comes to understanding that a sack is not necessarily the worst thing that can happen to an offense on any one given play. Sometimes it is the worst thing that can happen to an offense, but sometimes you're fine taking a sack and living another day, and Brady is a quarterback who has a very good understanding of that. On the other side, Patrick Mahomes, you know, I mean, he's he's probably closer to 100% than he has been at almost any time during these playoffs, but you know, still not fully 100% with that toe. So maybe he's not quite as escapable as we are used to him being, and that could uh, lead to this sack prop hitting the over even more so. Um, another good thing you could do with it, if you feel very confident in it, is uh, throw it into a parlay to juice that. And one cool thing that you can find at BetMGM are a bunch of pre-made parlays. You can go to uh, One Game Parlay, the One Game Parlay tab at BetMGM, and there's a bunch that are there. You can also go to uh, things such as Win Total, spread slash total and there are just all these parlays that are already built for you with the odds helpfully laid out one that jumped off the page at me Vic and yes I have had quite a bit of time to peruse the pages uh is uh you can get uh a, the money line winner plus the teams to hit a certain number of points individually uh, as a pre-built parlay and so the Chiefs and both teams scoring at least 20 points this is just Chiefs money line this is not the Chiefs uh, with the minus three and a half Chiefs money line and both teams score at least 20 points. That's plus 135. And you look back at the Chiefs money line, that's minus 165. Uh, so you are getting to flip from minus 165 to plus 135. Just with the two teams both getting to at least 20 points. I mean, I don't see any reason to bet the Chiefs money line when something like that is available to me. Wow, that's that's good research. That definitely... Uh... <laughs> People are going to benefit from your hard work. Definitely makes a lot. I, mean, yeah, I definitely think the both teams should score twenty points. So um, interesting, hey, right? It's it's not. We're not looking at a seventeen thirteen Super Bowl. 
That's that's just not happening. We're not looking at a twenty to thirteen Super Bowl. And yeah, I don't like I said uh, earlier in the show. I don't feel super comfortable betting this game to hit the over and get to fifty seven combined. But I feel pretty damn uh, good that we're going to see at least a twenty four to twenty one Super Bowl, a twenty seven to twenty four, like we saw between these two teams in the regular season. I just don't see a way in which these offenses aren't ultimately the ones telling the story of how this Super Bowl goes. So uh, it's just it it is a it is effectively a Chiefs. Money line bet. That is what what I'm saying here. I think the Chiefs are going to hit the money line. It's a way to backdoor the money line and change it into one that is paying me plus money rather than asking me for juice. So that is something uh, that I do find very interesting in this game. Um, We talked about this in our show last week, Vic, the safety. Yes, plus 750. Still going to have some fun with that one? (laughs) I don't know, but I guess. I mean, that's one of those bets you kind of enjoy if it ever happens to you. But obviously, at the end of the day, when you look back and you lost, you're like, why did I been a freaking safety? But uh, <laughs> I guess well, those can't be good odds. I mean, it sounds like they're good odds, but they really can't be. I'm sure it's a sucker bet. I mean, it sounds like a sucker bet. Was, was the, uh, the Broncos-Seahawks first play of the game, was that the last safety that we've seen yeah, in the Super Bowl? It was. So, I mean, it's uh, the last one I remember, and I'm not going to spend a bunch of dead air uh, going. Uh, maybe if we were, uh, maybe if this were, you know, a three-hour midday radio show, I would uh, ha- have that happening. Or if uh, I wasn't also the producer, I would be motioning over to our producer to go look that up. But uh, it's the last one I remember, the first play of that Broncos-Seahawks walkover. I think that's the only Super Bowl, Vic, I think in my entire life that I, like, didn't even bother watching the fourth quarter. I think the safety bet and the national anthem, like the time bet, well, they're fun bets if you had a big party. But if not this year, yep. you're probably by yourself or with your family. It's a much smaller crowd. I don't think you need the safety bet or the national anthem bet to get fired up. I think you'll need the uh, the, the street <laughs> the street cred from the crowd. Like, ooh, big bet the uh, sex. He's cool. Now. That's not going to happen this year. Like, no one's technical. That- no one's timing they already the think anthem. you're cool, Vic. Don't worry about it. No one's timing the anthem and like living, dying <laughs> with each high note. That's not going to happen this year at the party. So I just forget those. Focus on Cameron Bray and Godwin. And those two guys and enjoy the win. All right, let's uh, let's wrap it up with one last thing here. We said we were going to be tracking this over the week. It's the Gatorade bet. Uh, believe it or not, the odds have not changed. But we did get um, word on what it was last year. We did go and look this up, and uh, it was a bucket of orange Gatorade that was dumped on Andy Reid last year after the Chiefs came back and beat the 49ers to win Super Bowl 54. Uh, So it was orange last year, so perhaps uh, not a surprise that orange is the favorite once again this year at plus 140. I mean, this is another one of those that uh, it loses a little bit of its uh, juice, no pun intended, when there is not a big group around you that you're all like holding on with bated breath, waiting to see the coach get doused with Gatorade and celebrate if uh, if you are going to uh, win it or not. But uh, I don't know. I feel like, like that doesn't happen by mistake. The orange Gatorade doesn't happen by mistake. The fact that they have it on the sideline, that doesn't happen by mistake. It's it's orange or nothing. I'm orange or nothing on this Gatorade bet. How about you, Vic? I'm skeptical, man. The whole thing. I, I, we talked about <laughs> last week. There's got to be some kind of insight. There's got to be a fake bucket. There's got to be different buckets you can go to. Someone's making a lot of money off this. It's funny because I talked. I mentioned talked to that sports trader, Darren Darby. Of course, I asked him like, "Hey, aren't you guys worried about the inside information on the Gatorade dump? Like, someone's got to know what color is going to be the one dumped." And here's here's my quote from Darren, which I use in my in my picks column. He said, yeah. this is the Darren Darby, sports trader, uh, Ben GM. 
there are always rumors of shipments of a certain color being seen delivered in the stadium, but few truly know. This is one of the most fun prop bets we are allowed to offer. So again, but few few truly know. But few truly know. But few do, though. He's saying few know. Actually, I have a a funny story um, about that from last year's Super Bowl. Uh, So one of my good friends uh, is uh, someone who works in uh, shipping freight, and he was one of these people. He had it from a co-worker that there was a a large amount uh, who, who works with Gatorade as a shipping client, that there was a large amount of purple Gatorade being shipped to whatever the Super Bowl site was last year. Can't remember it off the top of my head. And a couple of my idiot friends actually bet on purple uh, as uh, as the Super Bowl Gatorade color because of that. And uh didn't happen for them. So the line moved. And the guys <laughs> who had the orange knowledge knew that. And they waited. They pounced the new number and got rich. That's what I wanted. Who got rich off your orange Gatorade last year? Send me a text, send me a tweet. I want to talk to you because this is, to me, is the most fascinating prop bet of them all. Uh, It really is great, and it's a great way to end the game, end your Sunday's worth of betting, and end this episode of the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. As I said, this, of course, it's the last game of the season, so it's the last time Vic and I will be coming to you in this way for quite some time. Uh, First, to my co-host, Vic, this was a ton of fun all season, man. Thanks for signing up to do this with me. We had some wins. We had our fair share of losses. We had some ups. We had some downs. We had a whole lot of laughs. And a lot of fun doing this with you, my friend. It was a lot of fun. We definitely didn't have a great regular season, but it's all going to end well when the Purple Gatorade hits and we all <laughs> make money on Purple Gatorade. Purple Gatorade is my pick. Lock. Send it in. Push all in. That's the bet. Purple Gatorade this year. You heard it here first. There you go. Cameron Brait uh, is going to be just on their <laughs> Super Bowl MVP shirt uh, or trophy, Super Bowl winning shirt, first touchdown just drinking purple Gatorade. They're going to have like a special Stanley Cup style trophy made just for Cameron Brait to drink the purple Gatorade out of after this Super Bowl. Uh, to all of you out there, thank you so much for uh, listening along with Vic and I every single week here on the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast as we discussed our favorite bets going all the way back to week one when I was the biggest uh, Arizona Cardinals fan not named Kyler Murray or Cliff Kingsbury up to this pre-Super Bowl episode we thank you so much we'll be back with you next season the athletic fantasy football podcast will take a couple of week break tuesday february 23rd myself jake seeley and brandon funston will be back with you as we really turn the calendar and start looking at the 2021 season from a fantasy perspective so for vic tafer i am michael beller Good luck to everyone with all of your bets this weekend, no matter what they might be, with us, against us, uh, whatever it is. We wish you the best of luck. Of course, have fun. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll be talking to you as soon as we possibly can. Thanks for listening to the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. 